you would hope that in a world where there's so much hate being spotted everywhere that people who have both been victims of hate would stick together. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Marshall Fields, and this is PCHAP-P, an awesome acronym for Positive Communication Habits and Thought Process. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to acknowledge that it has been two years since our last episode. Did you miss me? Because I missed you, but you are always on my mind. In fact, I've been diligently working in the background to find better and more impactful ways to help all of us develop positive communication habits and thought process. Long story short, during my hiatus, I've been focusing on one of the hottest, hardest, and most divisive topics out there. Racism, ism, ism. Go big or go home, right? That being said, we have curated, tested, and released a new online course called Freedom from Racism Training, using communication to overcome race. Systemic racism and any race-related topic of discussion often create conversational challenges. Such issues can come up at any time, whether it be a discussion of history, a situation you find yourself in, or in the news or media. But speaking of the media, let's get into today's episode. Although talk shows can be a great source of entertainment, inspiration, connectivity, and information, things said on national TV can quickly lead to unexpected offense that goes viral. The same thing can happen in one-on-one conversations. It is in these moments we have the opportunity to seek clarity and deeper levels of communication, which can lead to better relationships built on understanding and even shared perspectives. Our guest today, who will be helping us unpack a very hot and controversial topic, is none other than Liza Goldenberg. Liza is the director at a media firm and serves her community as a teacher at a synagogue. You are about to hear a discussion between Liza and I regarding the recent comments made by American actor, comedian, author, television personality, and talk show co-host Whoopi Goldberg during a recent recording of The View. I am sitting with Liza Goldenberg. Liza has been a longtime work friend and colleague. Uh, someone that I trust and respect, and uh, she, she, you know, she's in my circle of uh, knowledge and influence and intellectual wittiness and banter, and she's way more abreast on all things political, uh, way more than I am, Uh, but she's definitely a source of knowledge and a source of intelligent thought, and educated opinions are always welcome to my ears. So thanks for being with us today, Liza. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So we were just having a conversation mm-hmm. about something that happened a, a few days ago involving Whoopi Goldberg and some comments that she made. So please uh, tell us about that. Well, I think to really get into the full scope of what was said by Whoopi would be to backtrack a little bit to um, news that came out last week, which was that a school district in Tennessee has banned a book um, entitled Mouse, M-A-U-S, Um, that is a graphic novel depicting about the Holocaust. And it's um, in the book, um, the characters are mice. So, but it's it's a beautiful 
piece of literature. I mean, it's very disturbing, but it's a beautiful piece of literature. It's won a Pulitzer Prize. I mean, this is a very well-respected piece of literature that's out there. And um, a school district in Tennessee has now banned it um, because they felt like it was inappropriate for their children to read and learn from. Um, and this has sparked a lot of like controversy. Um, the fact that this news came out the same week as Inter International Holocaust Remembrance Day was um, very uh, troubling for us in the Jewish community because it just goes to show that we have to continue to have days like that because this stuff continues to happen. We continue to have this whitewashing of history um, because it may bother somebody. And it's like, no, that's that's the point. We, we can't just tell happy stories. We need to tell the full story. So on The View yesterday, um, Whoopi Goldberg, they were having a debate about it. And Whoopi Goldberg said, let's be truthful. The Holocaust isn't about race. It's not. It's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. These are two groups of white people, end quote. And that sort of pulled everyone apart to minimize what happened to Jews in the Holocaust down to two groups of white people is not fair because the Nazis viewed Jews as a different race. Um, and the Holocaust is a perfect example of a systematic annihilation of a group of people that they deemed an inferior race of people, a race of humanity. So the fact that Whoopi Goldberg said that is disturbing because you would hope that in a world where there's so much hate being spouted everywhere that people who have both been victims of hate would stick together um, and maybe not look at this from a standpoint of, well, it's just a bunch of white folk. Mm. So first of all, thank you for recounting um, what had happened for, you know, for me and for our listeners. When I hear what you're saying, uh, you know, and, and this is my goal every time is to always kind of take it in and, and process it and digest it a bit. Um, immediately as you were talking, based on, you know, my knowledge of how race has been constructed in the U.S. specifically, um, I, I, I found a different perspective in, in what she was saying. Um, I found a different perspective while understanding yours, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I get your perspective that her words and the way in which she said it could be viewed as a minimization um, or, yes. or uh, you know, you know, downplaying it. But on the same vein with a different lens, I want to share this with you and, and, and see what your thoughts are. I'm, I'm so excited about this conversation. In America, would you agree that people that are Jewish um, are viewed as white. That's difficult for me to answer um, because not all Jews are white. There are people who are black who are Jews. There are people who are um, Asian, Southeast Asian, you name it. A Jew, a Jew is not just one color, one look, anything like that. Um, so that I wouldn't necessarily put us in that. If you were to stereotype, I could see where someone would say that. And that's sort of a difficult situation for us as Jews because we can sort of fly under the radar in a lot of situations. Like sometimes people don't know who we are unless we're open about who we are. 
Um, but the second that somebody's aware of that part of who we are, then it becomes a different story. So yes, on a surface level, I could see where that is the case, but I don't know if that necessarily is a representation of reality. Gotcha. Um, so when you say fly under the radar, what do you mean by that? Um, well, Marshall, I, I don't know if we've sort of talked about this, but you and I look different. And you, it, it, there's no question about the color of your skin. And I say that with all the love in the world. And I've yeah. never felt anything but love and respect from you. Right. When people say that they don't see color, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. Again, apologies. That is part of who you are. Yeah. That and is so part we, of who you we are. Look different. You glasses, you are tall. You have you don't dark... need to be saying that I wear glasses. People out there can be fine with the perception that I have 2020 vision. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, you're just Leave wearing my for style. eyesight out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but go you're ahead, just wearing go it for ahead. style. But like that's part of who you are. So I don't like when people say I don't see grace or I don't see color. See it because that's part of who that person is, and that's part of what makes them beautiful. I think when you talk about flying under the radar someone would have to know that i'm jewish in order to know that i'm jewish in most cases i Otherwise, don't they would think that you are just a white girl right but are people that are jewish and by that i mean the ethnicity not the religion not the spiritual path you know i'm talking about ashkenazi i'm talking about look heredity. at you dropping the terms see i know a few things <laughs> my point is when you hear Jewish, when you hear Jew, mm. when you think about the people that were persecuted in the past in concentration camps, when you think about walking into a synagogue, do you think it is a vision of white people that most people would see and experience in that setting? Do you think it would be an envision of people that fit the definition in America of white. In a synagogue. Is that, in a, is that in a like synagogue in a and all of those other perspectives that I mentioned? Because you said fly under the radar. I think the radar is fly under the radar of being perceived as someone who is not Jewish, but it does not have to be agnostic with being white. Because I think in the Americas, and, and I'd welcome your perspective, um, you know, and, and, and I know the history of the categorization that occurred of defining what is white and what is not. And textbook legally documented, it is documented that people that were Italian, Jewish, mm -hmm. Irish, when they mm -hmm. came to the Americas, they lobbied to be considered for the sake of privilege, white. That happened. And so they were classified as white. So legally, Jewish people are white. When you- Unless they're not. Well, no, no. Legally, they're, they're white based upon a classification of race. No, Caucasian Jewish people are white. 
But now remember, people, I said I'm talking about the ethnicity. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the ethnicity, not not the race. Like there are black people who have family members who migrated to Great Britain mm -hmm. and they speak, sound, talk, adopted the culture of someone who's in Great Britain. But when you look at them, you know that they did not descend from England. Mm -hmm. It's like when you look at me and you hear me, you hear an American. But I did not descend from America. Correct. But in America, the classification of white has many races under it. Italians are white, according yeah. to the classification. The Jewish ethnicity is white according to American classification. I, I do not say that to belittle or disregard the fact that there are many people who look like me, dark mm -hmm. skin, who are Asian and have those different ethnicities who are considered and who follow Judaism. But the ethnicity of being Jewish in America, would you agree that that is white? Or would you say that it's not? Taking into account the caveats that I listed, that there are people of different colors who are Jewish. Right. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to the context of where someone is. If I were sitting at a table with a bunch of friends and we're all Jewish, people probably wouldn't look twice at us. It's not that they would assume that we're Christian, but they would not, it would not raise their, you know, spidey senses that we are different than they are. They would just not even think twice about it, unless somebody is wearing a kippah. Um, you mean that they would assume that you're white, basically? Yeah, that they would assume that we're just like them. Okay. However, in the context of me walking into my synagogue or me walking into a temple, that changes the narrative completely. Because in that context, they know they know what I am and they know what that's, that, that building represents to them. And suddenly that's not just like them, that's different. So it, I, can, I can see both sides of it. I can see where you're coming from, that me just walking down the street, walking through an airport, walking through the mall, no one would think twice about it. However, the second they see either, they read my last name, they see uh, the star that I wear every day, or they see me walking into a synagogue, or any other house of worship that is a Jewish house of worship, they are instantly going to put me in a bucket. And that bucket is different. Oh, I agree with you 100%. But yeah. those are all things that extend beyond your skin color. And that is the classification that we live and die by in this country when it comes to racism. All of those other things, they can, I mean, come on, anti-Semitism, come on. We know it's a thing. It's been a thing. Genocide, horrors, these are realities. But those are things that people, based upon surface level, mm -hmm. for the overwhelming majority of Jewish people, will not attribute to them unless they see other things that indicate other than skin color, right? Because I'm not trying to belittle it, but I am trying to point out 
the overwhelming perspective with that, you know, and, and you touched on it. You said um, fly under the radar. Well, the radar is what your race is. And so flying under means that you're not being perceived and not being perceived as someone other than white. Well, so I'm going to turn this around a little bit. What about people who are gay are part of the LGBTQ community? What's their defining characteristic? Can you easily see that someone is LGBTQ just by looking at them? Um, I would 100% say no. Does that, that make their... Definitely not. But does that make the discrimination that happens to them any different? No, no, absolutely not. And, and, and so it's easy to get distracted because I think that those are two different conversations. Here's why. When you're talking about sexuality and beyond sexuality, uh, talking about gender identity, gender expression, when you talk about these things, that is moving away from a simple and probably one of the most heinous bases of racism, which is skin color. Okay. And to take it just a step further, um, hair, the appearance of hair as well. Right. And I, and I say that because from, from a Jewish perspective of having the, um, you know, the hat with the tendrils, you know, these are identifiers. Payas. I'm sorry. They're called payas. Payas, the, the, the hair ringlet mm -hmm. payas. Okay. Thank you for, all right. So you have the payas and you, or, or you have a yarmulke. I mean, like these are things that identify beyond skin color. Just like if someone was uh, gay, um, for them to have an appearance that matches the gender identity of being heterosexual, right? The gender identity of being a man who looks in a traditional form as someone who would be heterosexual. But there are plenty of gay people that fit into the traditional gender appearance, gender identity of, of a man. However, there are also plenty of gays who, you know, you know, homosexuals, men who have worn heels, mm -hmm. have makeup, long nails, you know, that are done. And so then we get into gender expression. But those are things that extend beyond skin color. So I'm focusing it specifically on skin color. And when you say white, that's skin color. That That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all it is, is skin color. And so bringing it back to what Whoopi said, I think, and I do not know this, okay, because I didn't see the episode. You're, you've educated me on this. Mm -hmm. But I think what her goal might have been was to say that racism and bigotry and oppression and things that are negative, nasty, and ugly that human beings do to other human beings are the, is the focal point taking away the fact that whites in America have oppressed, benefited from, and uh, capitalized on the suffering of African-Americans or Africans. That's the black against the white. But the reason is not because it's black against the white. The reason is because human beings 
can become depraved of the traits of humanity that make us treat each other right and righteous and according to how we should, in my eyes, of love and understanding. And that negative tendency extends beyond skin color. And the skin color of people in Germany who were the same skin color as the people that they were persecuting, not, not the ethnicity, not the faith, because skin color and ethnicity are two totally different things, although people confuse them. Um, because my ethnicity in America as an African-American is totally different than someone who is Haitian. But our skin <laughs> color can be identical. So I think that might have been her point, is that it's bigger than skin color, although people put that as a focal point, and that the atrocities that human beings commit to other human beings is just that. It's human beings to other human beings, regardless of their their race. I see where you're coming from. I guess my issue is that so often people pigeonhole Jews and Muslims and Buddhists, anybody who's not white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, but specifically in this context, Jews, so often we're put as a race. People have constituted us as a race. And the Nazis did that. We were inferior. We were a different race. They called us the Jewish race. Those are all the terms that they used because they did not want us to be seen as white. Mm -hmm. They did not want us to be seen that way. We were not the same as them. We were different. And it had nothing to do with the color of our skin. It had everything to do with how we believed and the stereotypes that followed the people that followed Judaism. So we have historically been put in that space. So to then take that away when it's convenient does not sit right with me. Historically been put in one place, just to make sure we understand. In Germany, but also in the United States. So Histor historically been put in what place though? What do you mean? Been put in place as other, as not whatever it is. So let me, let me back up a little bit. If you look at in Europe, historically in Europe, on passports, things like that, even in the Soviet Union, you were listed as Jewish first and then whatever you were. So if I were German, I would not be a German Jew, I'd be a Jewish German. There's a big difference. There's a big difference because then that then feeds into the idea that there's sort of this dual um, allegiance that, you know, to be Jewish means that you are automatically allegiant to Israel and, you know, all the stereotypes that go with that. And then that feeds into the anti-Zionist conversation, which is a whole other ball of wax. But I like what you said, though, uh, you were a Jewish German and not a German Jew. Jew. It's kind of like Therefore, we were not an African American yes. and not an American African. who just happens to be black. Hmm. 
And when we look at job applications in, mm-hmm. in places where they ask to identify race, I don't see Jew. I see white. And, it, and it, I, I will tell you, it's very uncomfortable for me because I don't know what to qualify myself as. And I, I don't want to pretend like I am trying to play the minority card because I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. Um, you know, when I applied for colleges and things like that, I marked myself as Caucasian, but that doesn't feel true to how I perceive that I am viewed outside of that. Right. Like to really know me, they're going to, they're going to look at, again, they're going to look at my last name and they're going to have an idea of who I am based Mm -hmm. on nothing but my last name. So it makes it more difficult for me to put myself in the same bucket as, you know, our, yours and my mutual friends who are white and they celebrate Christmas and, you know, they grew up in Kentucky and all that. I mean, like it is, it's a different, it's a different way to look at the world. Um, it's not one's better than the other one ha- has it worse than the other. But I think what bothered me about what Whoopi Goldberg said was that it just felt like she was like, no, sorry. This just felt like sort of like an, like almost like a, like a, just a little skirmish between white people. And that's not what it was. We had, there was no skirmish. This was a systematic annihilation of a people. A systematic annihilation of people. And the I fact agree. that it, it's not even yeah. acknowledged is very disturbing. Because people are going to use that and they're going to say, it's like, look, I don't see what the problem is. Why is, why is the Holocaust such a big deal? Do you think what she said by saying it was white people, what was, can you quote her again? exactly what she said and while you're looking for that i'll just drop this little bomb the whole definition of white people in america being defined as caucasian has never made sense to me you know it's because the uh the the term comes from the caucus mountains and this is a region that geographically is armenia uh georgia iran russia and turkey Mm -hmm. or you know eurasia and if you're not from that region, why would you be defined as Caucasian? You know, and really it's not even, there's not just one definition, there's Transcaucasian, there's uh, Lesser Caucasus, mm-hmm. Caucasus, and then there's Greater Caucasus. So like Caucasian, that's never made sense in how that became a blanket statement for a race. But anyway, right. um, what, what was her quote? Her quote was, let's be truthful. The Holocaust isn't about race, it's not. It's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. These are two groups of white people. The Holocaust is not about race. And so looking at how America defines white and how Jewish people fall under that, that makes sense. But you're looking the at it other from perspective. lens, I, not a German. Well, I mean, the, the show is in America. Whoopi is in America. And she's talking to an American audience. But because i i've always had a problem with diminishing the meaning of anything i i agree with you 100 percent. because when you say it's not about race but the fact is the way in which jews were viewed at that time as a race and as a culture it was 100 percent about race because if it wasn't about race it wouldn't have happened they would have been germans right so i agree with you from that perspective I mean, it would be the same thing as people, um, let's just say traditional Caucasian people saying that everybody should go back to where they came from. Like you're looking at that from a very 
now-centric, American-centric point of view, when in truth, anyone who was truly Caucasian did not start here. They started in Europe. Yeah, there'd be nothing so but indigenous the true people. people. The native the Native Americans are the Native people. They're indigenous to the United States. So when they start making statements like that, they really, it's being looked at from a very self-centered perspective, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I do want to give this full scope. Whoopi Goldberg has released a tweet and said, on today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race. It's about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it is about both. As Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation Leaks shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazi systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. Mm. I stand corrected. So that was her quote. And then she goes on to apologize for what she said. It seems as though she's now she now understands that they're not mutually exclusive. Like you, you can be, you can have both there, because there are plenty of disenfranchised groups of people within the United States who may otherwise be viewed as white. And that doesn't minimize the struggles that they have either felt here in the US or have felt historically in other parts of the world. So I'm, I'm glad that she came to that understanding. I'm glad that she was able to see what she said is not accurate and was definitely a um, minimization, but is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's still very troubling because I worry that people only saw that part and don't see this part. They don't see her apology. They don't see the clarification. So I'll be curious to know if they, you know, address this again on The View today. Mm. I, I think that hindsight is is always, you know, 2020, right? Um, but when I when I think about what she said, you, human beings, we we struggle sometimes with trying to reach an outcome because of, uh, you know, we have good intentions, but the way that we pursue those good intentions does not yield the outcome that we're after. And when when I think about what she said, I think the bigger picture, which sadly will be missed by many because of the offense that how she said it carried, I think the biggest, the bigger picture was we are the human race, period. Mm -hmm. And when people have a skin color that is similar and they persecute each other, and this is the same in Germany as it was in Rwanda, you know? Yeah. When people have the same skin color and, and they're persecuting on that level, it makes it clearer to understand that it is not about race. It is about hate. And yes. it is about yes. persecution. And it's the same in any neighborhood with predominantly African-American uh, people committing crimes against African-American or predominantly white or Caucasian people committing crimes against white or Caucasian people. It helps us see that, you know, oppression and hate and, and, and things that are wrong in this world are not based on race, but they are based upon the human condition to be evil or to do things that are evil but we cannot diminish the importance of 
culture and ethnicity and religion and faith. We can't diminish that, uh, but we can say it's a universal struggle that's bigger than race, although it is carried out in the namesake of race or the hate of a race. The world hasn't changed either. When you, you know, genocide is happening today, right now, all over the world. In China, there is genocide happening today. People are in concentration camps right now. So I think it, it's important to, and I agree with you, this is about hate. And people can find whatever it is that they need to find. If they, if they have enough hate in their heart, they're going to find something to hate about everybody. But when it becomes much larger just, than just an individual's hate and it becomes a systematic annihilation of a group of people, that's when we need to be scared. And any time that we look away from that, it becomes scary because it, then it is destined to repeat itself. Facts. 100% facts. Whether it's gender, race, age, religion, um, sexuality, you know, perceived disability, or sexual orientation, yes. hate has so many reasons, but therein lies the opposition, which love has so many reasons as well. And I love you, Liza. And I love I you. I appreciate our time together. And thanks for helping to unpack this on our show. Keep being the intellectual thinker who is able to break down the realities that we live within. And I look forward to our next discussion. Absolutely. Thank you. If you would like to improve your communication skills when it comes to discussing hot topics like this, or learn more about how to help yourself and others overcome racism using communication, go to pchatp.com. That's P-C-H-A-T-P.com and check out the Freedom From Racism training where we learn to use communication to overcome race. The Freedom From Racism training course gives you emotional and situational intelligence, helps you remove fear, and empower you like no other training out there. If you like this episode and if you like PChatP, you can find and subscribe on all major podcast platforms. You can support us at pchatp.com. We hope you join us in changing the world by changing how we talk to it. This episode was directed and produced by Marshall Fields with music and audio engineering by Chris Brueggemann.